It's spoiler in time, my friends. Yes, that's the music from Cord Killers, our sister show or brother show. We don't really know, but it's another show where we talk about how to find all the things to watch on the internet and then whether we've watched them or not. This show, however, we get to spoil you. We get to talk about something we've watched in a way that is spoilery. And we like to go out and find things that are available out there that are a little different, a little older. Uh, This week, Brian Brushwood and myself, Tom Merritt, watched the pilot episode of The West Wing, 1999's The West Wing, Brian. Uh, 1999 was a different century. How wild is that to comprehend, given how familiar the type of storytelling they did in this was? Like, uh, they began with a gift. Like, I don't know what this show is, but it's got hot. It's got all the trappings of being a movie. It, it's fast paced. Uh, this is, I believe, the series that introduced that Aaron Sorkin uh, walk and talk segment. They, everything is dynamic. The rich sets and all that stuff. The characters, you, you could see them going in loops, reminding you because they know they're a pilot, but they set up a, a, a problem that ends up resolving itself maybe, but introduces a bigger problem. Uh, Tom, here's the thing I didn't expect out of this at all. I resisted pressing play all day today. And then I pressed play and I was like, and I kid you not, uh, 10 minutes later, uh, I found myself hunched over fully engaged. Like I understand really people deeply love the West wing now. And yes, some parts of it did not age well. I'll tell you one part that did age well was Rob Lowe, who looks exactly the same today. Uh, yeah, I. One of my notes to myself on this was, uh, "Wow, twenty-four years ago is a long time." Uh, there were so many parts of this that felt modern in execution, but so outdated in relevance. Uh, the the sort of hand wringing over who might be embarrassed about what thing getting out, uh, the idea of of what was a crazy thing to say on television, an irresponsible thing to say on television, all of that played as like it was from the fifties, uh, given our current climate and 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 what the rhetoric is out there, but the mechanics of it. The sort of the walk and talk stuff, the, you know, the 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 president behind the resolute desk, uh, that all that all felt like it was still current. It was just the rhetoric, the political rhetoric was dated. Did did they invent the the phrase POTUS uh, on the show? Like, was no, that no, a cult- no, no, I think that, that that's a real phrase that they popularized. I think it was a very much an insider term that because the West Wing revealed it, everybody started using, and now everybody uses it. Okay. Um, my favorite part. Because that, 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 that was part of that, that opening with, with Rob Lowe, right? Was where he's like, who's your friend POTUS? And I'm sitting here like, well, everybody knows what POTUS is. I'm like, oh, in 1999, people probably didn't know. That probably was a fun reveal. And, and be, uh, 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 what's funny is... Uh, I pressed play on that and and saw all the beepers and I'm like <laughs> beepers. And then I opened up my podcast feed and on planet money, their podcast today was like 
why do doctors still use beepers? And it's like, I, <laughs> it seemed less silly uh, uh, after that. Um, here's another thing they did that you don't, I, I don't want to say you don't see it very often, but I thought was really interesting is um, uh, in her book, Virginia Postrel, uh, The Power of Glamour, talks about how uh, glamorous photos always cut something out or they cast a shadow. And that's the space you get to project greatness into. That's why things are glamorous. That's exactly what they did. It's called the West Wing. Remember back when we thought being a president was a big deal and not a punchline? Like they, everybody is freaking out left and right about like, oh, I'm pretty sure, you know, he's like this and blah, 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 blah. they cast a long, long shadow. And then they portray uh, Martin Sheen. When he walks into that room, he just reeks of authority and folksy wisdom and uh -huh. storytelling and direct specific, no nonsense action. He, he is the glamorous fantasy of what everybody wants to believe a president of the United States should be. Agreed. And they treated him like the shark in Jaws. They like kept talking about him and they kept, they kept worrying about what was going to happen to him. And they even made him seem like maybe he wasn't as big a deal as he should be because he was crazy, ran into a tree. Like, you know, how, how embarrassing is that? And then when the shark showed up, everyone was afraid. In fact, that scene where he like faces down the three religious right conservatives was not believable in on paper. Right. When I was thinking about the words that were said and the reactions that they would have, I was like, those people would never, you know, cave in. They'd have another response. But it was believable emotionally. It was believable that that guy, that president, was able to intimidate those three people. And it didn't but, really matter what he was saying, frankly. And also that those people would be so crass, direct, and nasty with their language. Like, in real life, politics is, is soft language and gentle discussions and stuff. Yeah. But they're establishing the rules of the game in this world, right? It's like, we're going to move fast and we're going to have high risk and everything is life or death or whatever. Uh, when uh, also keep in mind, there was no going independent. Like when you washed out of the game back in 1999, you were dead. Ain't no, ain't no open up a sub stack for you. Right. Ain't no on or anything like that. It's like, that was it. Um, uh, or at least that's how it felt at the time. Uh, but, uh, it, it does not feel outside of the topics of conversation. It does not feel at all to me like a 1999 show. It, it feels, uh, uh, mid, mid aughts Sopranos. Yeah. But I guess, I guess stuff like this is why we got mid aughts Sopranos. The, the only things really dated about it were maybe the fashion, the resolution of the video and, and some of the political rhetoric, like I said before, but that, that was it. Every, everything else else felt sophisticated, which I think is a testament to Sorkin. I think we forget that this was new. 
and and the, Sorkin wasn't new. He had done other things like this, but the West Wing really was what made people realize what he was able to do, and and that that kind of stuff uh, still works. I will say that the part with Mary Walsh that happened before the president showed up felt modern. That was the part where I'm like, I think this scene could still play. I think you could still have a Mary Walsh say, well, let's deal. You know, here's here's what I need from you. Like, like I, I felt like that felt like it was out of place back then and more like what you might experience now. That's interesting because that actually took me out because nobody would be so um, uh, uh, play their hands so poorly in politics as to flatly state, let's deal. Uh, uh, it's like uh, maybe I, I, I don't know. I see that happening all the time now, like in public. So I can imagine it happening in private. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe, maybe I'm just ignorant of that world. I, I, uh, uh, to me, the first episode was an introduction of like, hey, 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 um, everything is hard edged. Everything has hard edges. The stakes are always life or death for your career. And uh, uh, everyone is either all the way good or all. It's just the contrast got turned up. Yeah. I, I want to say car- cartoonishly, but but bigger than I would amplified. Yeah, actually, uh, happens. the the other thing I noticed were the music cues. They, I don't know if you ever watched Downton Abbey, but these music cues. Oh, a couple of them were exactly the same kind of music cues they used in Downton Abbey, and I'm like, oh, Downton Abbey just ripped off West Wing when when they did this. And I'm sure West Wing was was ripping off somebody else. I'm, I'm not pretending they were the first one to ever do it. But that sort of like show people being, you know, official and in a, in a world removed from your day-to-day world and then transition with a soaring music scene as you see them walk through the the palatial white house right uh that's the i was like man it's like downton abbey this is this, you know this is like the the ladies of the house walking walking into the the dining room you'd hear that kind of music uh yeah i i in general uh i did not what i guess my summary is i fought all week, I procrastinated on hitting play. You uh, reminded me that we needed to do this. And you said, I am now sitting down to watch the West Wing. And you even sent me a text with a reaction to some moment. Uh, and even then, I was like, yeah, that seems like a last minute thing. And finally, I'm like, oh, just 15 minutes in, I'm leaned all the way in. That's and, amazing. Uh, yeah. A couple of minor notes here. I think Josh would actually get promoted for what he said on TV these days versus being afraid to lose his job. Um, And I felt ashamed personally that I didn't see the teacher of the fourth grade class thing coming. Oh, my God. No, I didn't either. I thought that was a fine bit of writing. Fine bit of writing. I was like, oh, of, of course. Like, as soon as that happened, I'm like, ah, yeah, that that's I should have seen it coming from as if I were believing this was a real world, I should have also seen it coming as a writing device. Like, well, of course he's having the worst day ever and that he, he's going to make it worse by doing. Yeah, that was brilliant. Love that. And, and uh, it, it also hinged on a turn of phrase, um, which uh, I mentioned in 
the the main show that we rewatched the pilot for uh, Toast of London, and there was one phrase where it's like uh, Toast's brother came home from uh, the war, came home from a war in Argentina with an amputated hand, and the then the next phrase was why didn't he leave it there? <laughs> yeah, and it's like it felt like one of those moments. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, indeed uh i did see the beeper thing coming but i don't think it was supposed to be particularly oh, that, subtle I, I feel like they they yeah they screamed yeah it's gonna be a whoopsie doodle indeed um anything else uh no i'm i'm, I'm excited that our current plan is to watch we watch the beginning we're gonna watch the best oh should we go chronologically I guess we should go the best rated episode and then the worst rated episode and then the finale. Is that what? Yeah. So uh, that, that's, that's what I think we're going to do. Uh, we we're going to do four West wings. That's it. We're not, we're not going to do a big, big season rewatch. We are going to still do the Rick and Morty season summary in the middle of this. So we watched the pilot next week. We will watch season two, episode 22, two cathedrals. That is, according to IMDb, the highest rated episode of West Wing. Then we will pause to review Rick and Morty uh, and come back and watch the worst rated West Wing on IMDb called Access, season five, episode 18. Uh, And then we'll follow that up by watching the West Wing finale uh, to see how it ended. So uh, if you want to follow along with us, that is the plan. Uh, thank you everyone for supporting us. Patreon.com slash cord killers. If you are a patron, uh, we make an effort to get these episodes to you first. Plus you get after talk where we, we talk about more spoilers along the way, like Rick and Morty episode by episode. Uh, so go become a patron. If you aren't already patreon.com slash cord killers. We'll spoil you next time. 